Yo, ladies and gentlemen, this following podcast, you know what, this following podcast is not scheduled for one fall. This is a podcast that's going to make you want to put it on blast, make you not want to finish first but last, but after this, you may want to kick a little ass. Anyways, this is Beyond the Curtain. Appreciate you guys tuning in today to episode number one, Surviving for Survivor Series. This upcoming Sunday, we got Survivor Series November 18th. As I'm recording this tonight, it is November the 12th, and Monday Night Raw just got finished. Got a lot we're going to talk about here. Give you guys a little bit of a glimpse of how this new podcast is going to be working here on the OSN Outlaw Sports Network. Kind of give you some of the ramifications of how this podcast is going to go down. But also, we're going to talk about, well, Survivor Series. It is a Sunday, but it may be a little apropos to talk about. Talk about Survivor Series, talk about the fallout of Crown Jewel and how we get into Survivor Series. And as well as what the future of this podcast looks like. So sit back, relax, crack a little cold one. Unless you're under 21, you may want to crack a little root beer. Anyways, grab a little snack, grab you something to drink, come on back. We'll listen to Beyond the Curtain. All right. Appreciate you guys tuning in to episode number one. Like we said, got a whole bunch of new features going on on the OSN as we're kind of revamping once again. I know you guys have been through a couple revamps here. Got a lot of programming going on. We got Big Jimmy James. Got uh, his own little thing going on there for Table Talk. You got Big Randy Randall. It's also got his podcast unhinged. And then we got you. You fans have been tuning into this one. For me, Big K Dog. With Beyond the Curtain. Appreciate you guys tuning in today for episode number one, Surviving for Survivor Series. We've got a lot we're going to be talking about. Kind of give you the outlook of this podcast. Moving on from not only this episode. We'll be talking about the fallout of Crown Jewel. Give you a little quick turnaround for Survivor Series as we get ready for that this Sunday. And also give you my predictions. So guys, having a lot going on with the world of OSN. Got a little bit of re uh, reinvent the wheel type of thing going on. Trying to get a little bit more of a better quality podcast for not only myself, but for James, for Randall, for anybody else that's involved with OSN. You guys more of a consistent product for myself, for James, for Randall as well. Give you guys something to talk about. Different opinions we have, the vast different opinions we have. Regarding the product that is wrestling, WWE as a whole. Um, not sure about any of the other podcasts because that's their own projects. We're trying to give you guys different subjects, different topics. So that way you guys can choose what you want to listen to. As I'm recording this, man, we're trying to get a Facebook page set up for Beyond the Curtain. Trying to get a Twitter account set up as well. Where you will be able to hear this podcast as it will be shared on social media. This is also going to be uploaded to Spotify as well. So check us out on Spotify with Beyond the Curtain. I'll always post links up there. Get you guys set up for that. This podcast may be a little bit different than some of the other guys are going by. Of course, we'll be talking about WWE this time go around. It's the most uh, well-known company in the world. But I want to dive a little bit deeper into things maybe in WWE or outside. We had a huge big event going on January 4, 2019. Russell Kingdom 13. Already looking like it's going to be one hell of a card. So your boy, K-Dog, is always going to be covering that. We'll be covering New Japan Pro Wrestling a little bit. Back and forth with that. 
covering a little bit more things that people don't know about. Maybe NXT UK. Maybe a little bit of NXT. Definitely some 205 Live. As of this recording, I've been boycotting Raw. Go ahead. Keyboard Warriors type away. Complainers, go ahead and give me the shits. But at some point, you just got to do what you think will, will help you sleep better at night. And even though we all know it's a wrestling show, it's scripted, we get that. You don't have to like the decisions, though. So I'm sticking with my boys on the Blue Brand SmackDown Live. I'm also trying to get some more shows, better chances, reinvent myself, open up to a little more of the product that's out there on the WWE Network and as pro wrestling as a whole. I don't have the fight app, so I don't get to see some of these uh, pay-per-views or some of these other promotions. So uh, this podcast, probably from here on out, you're going to be seeing a lot more of 205 Live on there. Some NXT UK, some SmackDown Live. Like I said, we got Wrestle Kingdom 13 coming up. So late December, you'll start to see a lot more of uh, podcasts leading up to Wrestle Kingdom 13. And uh, for those of you that uh, are interested, maybe doing a little bit of a live webcast for that. Get my reactions as that event's going on. I tried that last year. Fell asleep halfway through the event. Not because it was boring, but that was my first time staying up past 2 a.m. Watching a pay-per-view on the other side of the world. It's a cool, cool experience for sure. And I definitely want to do that again, but I uh, have some things I want to do before we even get to that. Sleeping pattern may be a little bit different, so that way I can stay up fully. Give you guys a heck of a podcast for that. Or, if that doesn't work... I always give you guys my reactions to that as well. But enough about that. We're putting the cart in front of the horse. We got too many things going on today, tonight, before we even get to Russell Cannon, before we even get to episode two. We got to focus on episode one. We're going to get into the fallout of Crown Jewel. How quick of a turnaround we go from November 2nd, Crown Jewel, to November 18th, only 16 days in between to get ready for a major pay-per-view for WWE. How do we even survive the Survivor Series? A lot of stuff happened in between Crown Jewel and Survivor Series. I'm going to talk about SmackDown Live a little bit more than Raw since I am boycotting because you got that chump as a champ. Great decision of Bong and Not a fan of. And I'm also going to give you the predictions for Survivor Series, so I have to stay tuned with that as well. You guys keep it here on Beyond the Curtain. We're going to go through this. I'm going to make it an hour long, bore you guys to death. We're going to make this kind of quick, kind of simple. It's that way you guys can get on with your lives, but enjoy the time that you have here. I appreciate you guys giving me your time today to take a listen to this. Definitely after this podcast, and I'll make sure to remind you, of course, like the Facebook page, like the podcast, like the Outlaw Sports Network on Facebook. Give a like to the guys that are giving the other podcasts, James and Randall. Give your feedback on all three. You want to know if you guys are sharing this. We want you guys to comment. Tell us if it sucks. Tell us if it's great. Tell us what you want to hear. I know there's thousands of podcasts out there, hundreds of wrestling podcasts. So for you guys to take a few moments out of your time to listen to one of ours means the world to us. It truly does. Starting from the ground up, starting from the bottom, we ain't nowhere near here yet. So got to get you guys' feedback along that. So. Um, let's get into this podcast, guys. Let's get into the whole scheme of how we get to where we are now, six days away from Survivor Series of this recording. First, we're going to start with Crown Jewel. All right, so 
how do we get from November 2nd, Crown Jewel in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, to where we are six days away from Survivor Series? Well, boys and girls, friends of all ages, it's a bumpy road. Very bumpy road. But we're here. Let's start with the shit show that was Crown Jewel. Wow. We go from a week and a half out of Crown Jewel. WWE has the main event. Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns. Triple threat match for the WWE Universal Championship. Pretty intriguing matchup. I'm okay with Roman wins, full-time champ. Definitely love to see Braun get that push, become Universal Champ. Ain't no way in hell Brock is going to be champ. It's just a marketing factor to drive ticket sales, make the match a little bit more physical. Well, that all changed about two weeks before Crown Jewel. When Roman Reigns was uh, diagnosed with leukemia, or re-diagnosed, I should say, had the disease quite a few years back, beat the disease, it came back though, so Roman had to take a leave of absence, drop the Universal Championship so he can start those treatments, start the road of beating that battle again, come back healthy. So thinking of you and praying for you, Roman, get well soon. So then we go into the main event is now for the vacant WWE Universal Championship. Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar. I don't know about you guys. I was not looking forward to that because it went from maybe a 33% chance that Lesnar wins to now a 50% chance. But you had at least somewhat think in the back of your mind, there ain't no way they're going to make this mistake again. You just had Brock lose to Roman at SummerSlam. Ain't no way. Brock's going to have these fights coming up with UFC if he wants it. With Cormier, there's no way. No way. Well, my friends, it, it happened. It happened. And now we have to face the uh, the beast being the part-time Universal Champion again. And just for the record, since Crown Jewel happened, I have not watched an episode of Raw, so it's been two Raws in a row. Sorry. I'm not going to watch a product that continuously pisses me off, knowing that the main champion is a part-time champion. I'm never going to see him but once or twice, if that a month. Not a fan of that. Then you have DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. Which was the main event. My apologies. The Universal Championship was not the main event. Which probably should have been a good clue that Roma, or, uh, Brock was going to win. Anyways. Shawn Michaels with his bald head. Not a fan. Cool. He was back for a match. Not a fan. <laughs> that was a... That match was almost like what you would get if you went to the senior buffet at Golden Corral, and it was just nothing but seniors, and it was last call. That's basically what it was like. 
And I'm talking last call of your fried chicken or your mac and cheese, of your mashed potatoes, of your desserts, the pies. Come on now. That's, that's what it reminded me of. The nostalgic effect was fantastic. I even went to the Raw Before Crown Jewel in Charlotte. Got to see Taker and Kane. Got to see DX make their entrance. Nostalgic effect brought me back into the early 2000s, late 90s. Fantastic. Could go without the match, though. Uh, I could have relived that one on 2K19. Been okay with that. But hey, got to sell tickets, right? And oh, by the way, tickets didn't even go on sale until about a week before the event because we all know of the freaking tragic events that were happening in Saudi Arabia with that whole dilemma. We're not going to go too much into that and get on to a political tirade here, but uh, we all know what, what happened, why it took them so long to even announce the event, that it was going to still continue. And yeah, anyways, so we get to Crown Jewel. Wait, I almost forgot. We had this tournament that was supposed to determine the best in the world. Looking at you, crowd, that was chanting CM Punk. Get over yourselves. You build this whole thing up. And then you have Shane McMahon. Win best in the world. If, if you're a wrestling fan who had watched WCW in 1999, 2000, and 2001, and then stopped watching wrestling for, what, 16 years, 17 years, and I brought you back to watch Crown Jewel, I pretty much guarantee you that you would have told me, yeah, Vince Russo wrote that garbage. How shocked would you have been if I'd said, <laughs> uh, no, sir, it was actually Vinnie Mac himself that wrote this show? You probably would laugh. Pretty about pretty hard, and say that I'm an idiot, which I wouldn't blame you for. But it was the truth. That's 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 how bad that show was. That's how bad that show was. Nonetheless, the fallout of Crown Jewels now Brock is a part-time champion. But hey, he's gonna wrestle in 16 days at Survivor Series, so we get to see Brock twice wrestle. Kind of a lie because he wrestled tonight on Raw from what I've seen. So technically he wrestled three times in a month. The world's coming to an end, basically, is what that means. Um, World Cup fallout. And now you have to worry about going from your own storylines on your show to, wait a minute, it's once a year where we have to fight co-brands. And it's an easy way to script the show with champion versus champions. How do you get these people on some of these teams, So. Kind of a quick turnaround, if you ask me. Two weeks worth of TV, which I've heard that some writers absolutely love because they don't know how to write more than two weeks of TV. It's obvious because we get basically the same old Raw every other week. So, understandable that uh, they can get a little bit excited of saying, oh boy, we got two weeks to write this show. It's going to be great, guys. We don't have that much pressure on us. I can go home and not have to worry about people complaining so much online. Uh, you're wrong, because we still do. I still do. I'm boycotting Raw until Brock's not champion. Do we have to make way all the way to WrestleMania? So be it. But it is what it is. So we got a quick turnaround to get the Survivor Series. And at this point, it's one of your biggest pay-per-views of the year. You got your big four. The Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. So it's your fall classic. 
He had to survive to get there after Roman Reigns' illness had taken over, the shield breaking up, the calamity that's going on with the Universal Championship, and now with the World Cup issue going on with SmackDown. And oh, by the way, their talents are kind of being underutilized as well. Just a mess going on right now, but we got it. We got we got to right the ship somehow. We got to turn around the Survivor Series, and somehow they did. They survived to Survivor Series. I don't get it. I don't get how this company goes from a month ago. We're in we're in a bit of a clear here. Got Roman as champion. It's a full time champion. Starting to make this sense of the Shield. We're ready for that breakup to happen. SmackDown still got AJ Styles as champion. Nakamura is. U.S. champion and a forgotten title run. The tag team titles go between the bar and the New Day and the Usos. You know, but we got Becky Lynch. And Becky Lynch is, is carrying SmackDown almost. And now you have Ronda Rousey. She's Raw Women's champion. Four months after she debuted. But hey, we're turned around. We're at Survivor Series. Whew. Let's all take a deep breath. Fuck. Now we have to wait until Survivor Series. Until anything else happens. What in the world are we going to write? Knowing our part-time champions are not going to be there for TLC. Knowing that we don't have Roman Reigns. Knowing that Alexa Bliss is injured. Knowing that... We're losing steam with our tag team division. Oh boy, this is not going to be good. This is not going to be good. But hey, that's okay because we have a show called SmackDown Live, which is carrying the two main shows at this point. Why is it carrying the two main shows? I'll let you know why. So why is SmackDown Live better than Raw? Well, first we have a full-time champion, the phenomenal AJ Styles, who is still continuing his fantastic title reign. Which has just reached over a year. Hell yeah to that. That boy deserves it. Look at little old Gainesville doing what they do best. You got Deshaun Watson tearing up in the NFL. And you got AJ Styles. Representing the WWE as WWE champion. Pretty good duo out of Gainesville, George, if you ask me. You also got Shane McMahon as commissioner. Who appears a lot more than Stephanie. And it's integrated into the storylines and and gives a damn. Um, His character is portrayed pretty well. Oh, by the way, he just won the World Cup. I think I've said that before, but I just want to make sure you guys know where we're coming from here. Um, Almost equivalent to David Arquette winning the world title, in a way. Maybe not as bad, but it's close. Um, So why is he the World Cup champion? How is this going to set up? Where is this going to go? Who is he going to fight in the end of all this? Miz? Daniel, Daniel Bryan, who? Uh, speaking of Daniel Bryan, you got Daniel Bryan. It's great to see him back in the ring. His push is uh, stagnant now that, I guess, maybe because he didn't travel to Saudi Arabia. Understandable of the political sphere of that. You want to stand up for what you believe in. I don't think Daniel Bryan would have won the WWE Championship at Crown Jewel. Would have been a great match to see, though, on the network, not on network television. But hey, it is what it is. Maybe we can see a classical Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles match for the title sometime soon. We'll see about that. You got Rusev Day, which is still over. And it is my favorite holiday. By the way, if you have not heard the Rusev Day Jingle Bell cover, phenomenal. 
no pun intended, even though it's not the same guy. You gotta take a listen to that. So great. So fantastic. Starting December 1st, that's gonna be playing out my house until basically the New Year's. Because it's that good of a song. And every day is Rusev Day. You got Ray Mysterio who's back. Thank God. I love me some Ray Ray. Grew up with Ray Mysterio in WCW. Watched him when he made his WWE debut in 02. Followed him all the way through up until he kind of left the company a few years ago. Uh, watched a little bit of his stuff in Japan and, and Lucha Underground. But uh, not a whole lot. But the boy's back home. Great to see that. Hopefully he can finish out his career in WWE. It'd be nice if he get like a U.S. title reign, intercontinental title reign. Um, don't want to push it up to a WWE or Universal Championship type of thing, especially the Universal, because it's so freaking cursed. We have to have a part-timer to carry the title. But um, this is why SmackDown is better than Raw. We don't have our champions getting injured, specifically the major champions. Um, you know, you got The tag team division is better with the Bar and the Usos and a New Day. I feel like Luke Gallows and Carl uh, Anderson are on there, but they're never used. Um, even though Raw does have the revival, they have AOP. Just a lot of calamity on that show. A lot of makeshift tag teams here, throw them together, trying to make that title relevant. But you got to get some natural chemistry tag teams. Not, hey, Bobby Roode, Chad Gable. Yeah, you guys can be a tag team. Why? I don't know. Chad Gable's a good tag team wrestler. Bobby Roode, you're not really doing much because we have nothing for you. And you're a good tag team wrestler yourself. Go ahead. Whatever. Nakamura's in a very kind of forgotten U.S. title run. That's one of the dimmers of SmackDown Live. Um, but it is what it is. I hope Creative has something better for him. When he had this heel turn, I thought things were going up. Kind of slid back down, even though he's U.S. champion. Crazy how that works, right? Then you got Becky Lynch and Charlotte, which has been my favorite feud in the past few months. Just because that's been a real, it's been raw, it's been emotional, it's been authentic. Badass and Becky Lynch is portraying the tweener heel role perfectly. Her matches with Charlotte are great. Becky's promos are freaking on fire, and that is pun intended with her character. Ronda Rousey, it makes sense for her being champion because she does dominate everybody from a storyline wrestling standpoint. Four months after your debut, you're no Kurt Angle, but eh. It makes sense. You are carrying the division. It's getting attention. Um, but Becky Lynch is carrying the women's division in whole, as 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 a, as a whole in general. Um, a lot of mid carders there, but I feel like a SmackDown, of course, has had the best roster. Excuse me. We got got Jeff Hardy on there. You got Orton still sticking around. So definitely some good stuff. Definitely some good stuff. But. Uh, what can you do? You got my boy Mizzy. Mizzy's on the show. How can you not like that? It's fantastic. That's why SmackDown Live is better than Raw going into Survivor Series. Everything is, is going good with that show. If only people that would boycott Raw or watch Raw translate to SmackDown so we can give it some more ratings. That's okay. When SmackDown goes to Fox in October of next year, I swear, if they co-brand these shows, they're going to be so pissed. I feel like SmackDown's got a roster that can just elevate itself. It don't, you don't need no co-branded guys on there. Whatever, though. That's not my choice. So, next, guys, we're going to talk about the predictions of Survivor Series to get you guys out of here before I bore you to death. But, uh, um, 
Let's take on SmackDown Live on why it's better than Raw. Predictions for Survivor Series. It's coming your way. All right. Prediction time. Ooh, yeah. So, not in any specific order is this going to be where I think it'll be on the card. We already know what the kickoff show is going to be, what match is going to be on the kickoff show, but I'm just going based off of what I got written down, and who cares? Let's go for it. So starting out, Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch, Raw Women's Champion against SmackDown Live Women's Champion. The better storyliner, entertainer, wrestler, Becky Lynch. Creative-wise, Ronda Rousey. Rousey's going to win this match, unfortunately. Becky Lynch, I think, has got a broken nose. Hopefully, she's still going to wrestle on Sunday with a mask. That'd be pretty badass to show that uh, she can still fight even without, you know, what's going on with the nose situation. Portray a la Trish Stratus from 2004 when she had a little face mask thing when she fought Lita at Survivor Series. <laughs> Funny how that works. Survivor Series, 14 years later, women's match. That'd be kind of cool. Um, Rousey's going to go over. Pretty simple about that. United States Champion versus Intercontinental Champion. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. This should be a good match. Keyword, it should be. Who knows what creative is going to decide on this one. Um, I do think Nakamura catches Rollins here. I think SmackDown will uh, at least get tied up that 1-1. As far as Champion versus Champion goes. And like I said, hopefully it's going to be a good match. We'll see. Authors of Pain versus The Bar. Raw Tag Team Champions versus SmackDown Tag Team Champions. The Bar's a great team, very good chemistry. AOP's that dominant tag team. Kinda can't let them lose. Again, so uh, AOP will get the victory there. Putting Raw up 2-1 to one in the Champion versus Champion battle there. Then you got Lesnar versus AJ. While it would be fantastic if AJ beats Lesnar because it's SmackDown versus Raw. Raw won last year between Lesnar and AJ. It would kind of make sense that SmackDown wins this time around. Probably won't as much as I would love AJ to win. I think he will. Change my prediction up on the fly. I think either it's going to be disqualification or count out. Still going to go down as a victory. So we end up two versus two on the championship side with Rousey beating Lynch. That's one for Raw. Nakamura beating Rollins. That's one for SmackDown. AOP beating The Bar. That's two for Raw. AJ beating Lesnar via countout disqualification. Making it 2-2. In the break, we're going to get into Murphy versus Ali for the Cruiserweight title. This match, they had this match on 205 Live, I think a month and a half ago. Probably the best match that I've seen so far this year, especially on WWE television. That match was fantastic. And we're going to get into why I think 205 Live needs to be on a network television show instead of NXT. That's a very controversial episode. I'm sure you guys are already firing away at that one. Post your comments into that below on Facebook. Give me a shout out. Tell me what you think about that. Why I think 205 Live should deserve a network spot on television over NXT that may be a next episode 
and maybe given some uh, reviews over 205 Live, which airs Wednesday. That podcast may be up on Thursday. We'll check back with that. Keep you listening on that. Check out the Facebook page as well. That I think is going to be a great podcast for sure. Murphy versus Ali for the Cruiserweight Championship. I do think Buddy Murphy retains here. I think Buddy Murphy is a great guy. I would actually love to see Ali win this championship, but I think these guys can have a feud for six months. Nobody would barely notice. I would notice. I think it'd be fantastic. Um, Go all the way up to WrestleMania, have Ali redemption from last year when he lost to Cedric. Have him win the title WrestleMania. We'll see what happens. Definitely think it's going to be one of the matches of the night, if not the match of the night. And uh, I can't wait to see that match. And then we get into the traditional Survivor Series matchups. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown Live on the tag team side. Definitely am going to go with Team SmackDown Live for that one. I think the tag team division is a lot stronger than the Raw side. Got some good tag teams over there on the Raw side. Revival. Um, that's all I can think of right now. SmackDown Live, of course, you do have uh, New Day, Usos. That's all you really need. So SmackDown Live is going to catch that one. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown Live on the women's side. Yeah, I, I mean, this could go either way. It really could. I'm going to give this one to... Uh, we'll give this one to... Give it to Team Raw. Give it to Team Raw. I don't know why. I just feel like Team Raw is going to win this. And it should tie him up because Rousey and AOP, that's two. For Raw, Nakamura and AJ, that's two. SmackDown wins a tag, that's three for SmackDown. Raw wins a woman. So it's tied up 3-3 going into what I think is going to be the main event. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown Live on the men's side. I think if Strowman wins, he gets all this credentials for beating Corbin and getting a Universal Championship shot against Lesnar again. Gonna have to go with Team Raw on this one. So that way, um, Braun can destroy everybody. But I did see that if he did lose, he would start beating the crap out of people and go up to headquarters and demolishing that. So that would be pretty funny if SmackDown Live won and Braun gets to destroy everything. That would be awesome. Do you think Raw wins that one? Bringing that to four to three, Raw wins Survivor Series. Just gonna watch it, of course. See what happens. Survivor Series is this Sunday on the WWE Network. No, I'm not getting paid to say this. Just want to remind you guys that way you can watch and complain with me as well. Um, I am the K Dog. You will see my post on the Outlaw Sports Network page. Hopefully, it will be up on Spotify within the next day or so. Kind of get that twisted up. This is a new app that we're doing this podcast under. It's called Anchor. Don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's been pretty cool so far. That's what James uses his podcast through. And I do believe Randall does as well. But hopefully, this will be up very soon. So that way, you guys can give me feedback. Can you hear me well? Is there things you want me to talk about? Things you don't want me to talk about? Like I said, probably the next podcast will be up on Thursday, maybe Friday. I'll be talking about 205 Live, why I think 205 Live deserves the network spot on TV over NXT. I'll keep you guys posted on that. There will be a Facebook page popping up very soon, a Twitter page following very soon. So if you guys can't see this on Spotify, it will be up on the Facebook pages. So like, like the page, like the Outlaw Sports Network page on Facebook, like Table Talk Podcast with James on Facebook. And give Randall a shout out as well for his show 
unhinged. Like, share, comment. Please give me feedback. Please give us feedback. Honestly, for you to take the time out of the day, night, morning, whatever. Listen to us, crazy cats, talk about wrestling. It is pretty cool. So, with that being said, I'm on episode number one of Beyond the Curtain. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Of course, my name is Cody K Dog as I go by. Survivor Survivor Series. That's what the name of this was. Hopefully, you guys, you guys survived this podcast, drunk or sober, whichever way. Cool with me. You survived. Like, share, subscribe, as I've said this before, and comment as well. Let me know what you guys think. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We will see you guys around the corner for Beyond the Curtain. Hey now, welcome to episode numero dos, episode number two of Beyond the Curtain. I am your host, K-Dog, the Phenomenal K-Dog. You can follow me on Twitter at the Phenomenal K Dog. I do have a Facebook. First and last name, Cody Montanaro. Get our podcast page on Twitter and Facebook finally up. Give you guys those real quick. You can follow us on Facebook. Like us at Beyond the Curtain Podcast. Twitter. Got one of those set up as well. Things take time, I tell you. It's crazy how that works. You can follow us at Beyond the Curtain. B E Y N as in Nancy, D as in dog. The Curtain. There is no O in Beyond. So follow us on Facebook and Twitter podcast will be up there daily content is up there as well regarding outlandish things opinions thoughts all that good stuff hey guys i want to apologize for the delay in episode one and episode two for whatever reason it took forever for episode one to get up on spotify and i want to make sure that i had all these with this app anchor it gives you a platform to where it shares the podcast on a bunch of different platforms. Um, to believe Google stores on it, Apple, um, Spotify, like I said, all sorts of different podcasting sites and, and media sites that I've never heard of before. So um, for any of you guys that, that uh, use Google or uh, Apple or Spotify, our podcast is finally on there. Beyond the Curtain Wrestling Podcast is finally up and running so guys check us out please like us share the content give me your feedback without your feedback what am i just a chump tell me what you like what you don't like what you like to hear what you wouldn't like to hear so anyways guys sit back relax put this podcast on blast as it is beyond the wrestling podcast today we're gonna be talking about 205 live why is 205 Live, in my opinion, one of the better brands wrestling-wise in the world? A controversial reason as to why I think 205 Live should be on network television. bunch of different things. I've also got the review of last week's 205 Live. Go home to Survivor Series, if you will. 
Got all that. An interesting opening monologue regarding a, uh, a sensitive topic that happened this past Monday on Raw. As you guys know, I'm boycotting Raw. Have not watched Raw for three weeks. But you see all these things on social media. You read the spoilers. You read the uh, results of the show. All sorts of stuff. And I have an interesting viewpoint regarding Dean Ambrose's promo in just a moment. So you guys sit back, relax, enjoy a beer or two beers. Enjoy a hot dog, a hamburger. Put the podcast on blast. Kick your feet up and relax. This is Beyond the Wrestling. Beyond the Wrestling. You see that? You can't even do an opening monologue without messing up. Messing up. It's 10.30 at night. I'm tired. (laughs) Sit back, relax, enjoy a cold one, guys. Whether it's a soda, beer, or a hot cocoa or some coffee. However you guys are enjoying your day, evening, afternoon. Sit back, relax, put this podcast on blast, and enjoy Beyond the Curtain Wrestling Podcast. Alright guys, before I get into 205 Live, why I think it's a better brand under the WWE umbrella in wrestling as general, let me first get something off my chest. Regarding a promo that one Dean Ambrose did this past Monday on the November 19th edition of Monday Night Raw. So... I like I said, I've been boycotting Raw after since after since after Crown Jewel. So I haven't seen a full Raw, even a second of Raw since then. But I've heard the audio and I've read the results of Raw. Uh, it seemed like a Teddy Long edition with all these tag matches and some of these people getting destroyed. Whatever. Dean Ambrose made a comment regarding the destruction of the Shield and that people are going to get what they deserve. And I mentioned something about Roman Reigns having to answer to the man upstairs for what he did to the Shield. And you had to understand that, guys, eventually this was going to be put into a storyline. Whether it was Roman himself, whether it was Seth or Dean, somehow this was going to get involved into a promo. Or into a storyline. I have no problem with what Dean Ambrose said. Pro wrestling is meant to be this edgy entertainment they're fighting in a ring. They're beating each other up, for goodness sake. And yet you guys are going to get irritated for him making a nutty, direct comment of, well, Roman got leukemia because of what he did to the Shield. It was an innuendo, side-sweeping way of, of saying it. However, we had the Katie Vick storyline. We had Vince McMahon dying in a limousine. We had Nabel, uh, excuse me, Sable... Uh, showing off her her tatas to the world. We've had Mae Young do her thing, whether it was exposing a crowd of her nudity, giving a pie face to Eric Bischoff on pay-per-view, birthing a hand, for Christ's sake, Triple H drugging Stephanie, marrying her, Steve Austin getting crucified onto a Undertaker symbol. So, I mean, just lists and lists of edgy things that WWE has done over the years. This is not one of them. Sure, may not have been the best timing because it's still so fresh in our minds. But it's still nothing compared to the at least the Katie Vick storyline, you know. So I think it's great for the feud. 
I wouldn't know it because I'm not watching Raw, but it's glad to see Dean is really getting an edgy character based off of this, getting personal with Seth. So it's a good thing, in my opinion. Of course, not many people like to see it that way, but it is what it is, you know? So, anyways, guys, off of that, we'll get on to the real good stuff here. So, let's get into the opening here of 205 Live. So, why are the Cruiserweights on Raw and 205 Live? That's my question. I know that Raw is supposedly the exclusive brand to the Cruiserweights, but however, they tour with SmackDown Live. That's when the shows get taped, right after SmackDown goes off the air. Uh, with the Mixed Match Challenge going on, it's got to be after the Mixed Match Challenge. Mixed Match Challenge. However, they're still touring with the SmackDown crew. So put them on SmackDown. Um, the brand, at least. Don't put them on Raw. Showcase it more in the network. You know, uh, this is why I think uh, this is leading up into my final argument as to why 205 Live should be on network television over NXT. I'll get to that here in the end, but first, we're going to go over some recaps. We're going to go over some recaps for 205 Live. Last week's edition, the go-home show for Survivor Series. Give you the results of that. Give you what happened. My thoughts on it. The whole show. Stay tuned. We'll get to that in just a second. So, November 14th, 2018 edition of 205 Live. Sorry, with an opening monologue with the general manager of 205 Live and the manager of Authors of Pain, the Raw Tag Team Champions, Drake Maverick. Kind of giving us a review of what happened the week prior. Giving us a preview of some of Survivor Series with the Cruiserweight title match between Mustafa Ali and Murphy. Buddy Murphy. Um, giving us a rundown of what's going to be happening tonight with Cedric Alexander taking on Leo Rush. Giving us a preview of the weigh-in that's going to be happening between Ali and Murphy. All that good stuff. So the show opens when we get our first match. And it's a tag team match. Mr. True Gulak and Gentleman Jack Gallagher versus Akira Tozawa and the Brian Kendrick. You know, throughout this match, it kind of felt a little off between Tozawa and Kendrick. I don't know. I just didn't think that their chemistry to team was not the greatest in the world. Drew Gulak and Gallagher, I think, have good chemistry. They feel more of a natural tag team. They feed off each other pretty good. They do some pretty good double team moves. Um, one thing's for sure, though, on the opposing side, Brian Kendrick can still go. and he's, I know he's still training wrestlers at his academy. This man is on TV for a reason. Still can go pretty well. And Tatawa almost feels like a fourth wheel. Almost like an outsider in this match. He's got great talent. Used to be a former Cruiserweight champion for like a week or two before he dropped it again. Um, he's great talent, but he's just kind of in the very, very back burner. Just kind of there. Um... However, Gulak and Gallagher, they went in a weird, nonchalant roll-up. It just, I don't know. I, Gulak needs to put more emphasis on that roll-up. I think it was on Tozawa. 
like the shoulders are exposed. You're not putting much weight down to where it seems like it's very hard for the guy to get kicked out. You know, I look at those aspects of a match of, yeah, he could have gotten his shoulder up or foot was under the rope. Something like that that may seem small to me makes a lot of difference because it, it proves to me, uh, okay, yeah, he really put his effort into trying to win that match. Or uh, Tazawa really didn't have much to get out of it. So, either way. Um, Gulak and Jack Gallagher get the win. I give this match rating a C. Had some decent chemistry to it for, from Tazawa and Kendrick, but a lot better chemistry between Gulak and Gallagher. Match was overall a decent way to open up the show. Could have been worse. Next segment we go into, it's pre-recorded before the show. It was a cruiserweight title matchup weigh-in. Of course, just a few days from this show, Survivor Series, 205 Live being represented. Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali for the cruiserweight championship. Uh, General Manager Drake Maverick is overseeing this as well. Both competitors make the weight. I believe Buddy Murphy was at 204, and Ali was under 200, I believe. Uh, Murphy does talk some smack in this. Um, gets kind of personal, and of course we can't end a weigh-in, a contract segment, without some sort of physical altercation. These two start in a shoving match, get broken up. That's how that segment ends. Following that, we get into an interview with the Cruiserweight Champion, Buddy Murphy. Murphy says that this match is about his championship, his title. He'll go to hell and back to keep it. Uh, He almost feels bad for Ali because his hard work is going to crumble. He's going to crumble under this. And his hard work to get back into the crazy title, cruiserweight title picture is going to be all for naught, basically. Not a bad um, promo at all. Pretty good way to build up from the champ side, giving his feedback and his thoughts into the upcoming title match this Sunday. After that, we get into match number two of the card. Lucha House Party. Team of... Calisto and Lince Dorado versus Mike uh, Karma, Craig Kieserman. Two indie guys, two uh, just, you know, no-name guys brought in to basically get uh, the Lucha House Party over. Uh, Dorado had a great stiff super kick in this match. Um of course, you can hear it, but boy, you could you could see it, and it connected pretty well. Uh, squash match, which is weird to see two small cruiserweights win over two decent-sized dudes. Um, Lucha House Party does win. Side note, it is great to see a shooting star press being used as a finisher. Lince Dorado hits a shooting star press to win the match for the Lucha House Party. It's great to see that move back and being used in a good way. And uh, like I said, it's great to see that. I remember growing up watching WCW 
and seeing these cruiserweights, that's first really what I, I used. I first fell in love with the wrestler Sting. That's been my favorite wrestler ever since I was basically a kid. But I was scared of The Undertaker. And this was right during the middle of the Monday Night Wars where Sting transitioned to the Crow gimmick. Taker was his dark, scared persona. So I don't know why I was scared of Taker, but not Sting. Whatever. Um, but from a pure product standpoint, I fell in love with the cruiserweights because, of course, they could fly around and that appeals to a little kid. Um, that's when I saw Billy Kidman perfect the shooting star press. So, been a while since I've seen one of those end a match, but good to see it. Um, and I gave this match a D minus squash match. Not much excitement here. It's just a couple little kicks, flips, and match over. So, um, after the match, however. Maria Canellas gets on the screen, cuts a promo saying there is unfinished business between the Lucha House Party and her husband, Mark, uh, excuse me, Mike Canellas and TJP. Says she'll see them next week, which is, as of this recording, tomorrow, Wednesday, November the 21st. Interesting how that will go. We'll see what happens there. And of course, Mike, you guys will get my take on that as well. In the next podcast, we'll be reviewing 205 Live. And I may also give my NXT thoughts as they got out of TakeOver War Games. Fantastic show, by the way. You guys had the WWE Network. It's, it's a great watch. You got to see that. Phenomenal event, as always. Um, next week which is tomorrow night as of this recording. TJP will face Grand Matalik. Grand Matalik, of course, being the third member of the Lucha House Party. So that will be a match that will be on uh, this week's edition of 205 Live. Backstage, we got a Cedric Alexander promo saying how legacy starts with hard work. And his hard work, which with 205 Live, says the age of Alexander continues tonight when he faces Leo Rush. And we jump right into match number three on the card. Leo Rush versus Cedric Alexander. This is actually the uh, main event for 205 Live. Um, these two just are phenomenal athletes. Now, I'm always going to cheer for Cedric being a hometown boy. I live here close to Charlotte. Cedric's from Charlotte. Can't help but cheer for the guy. Uh, seen some of his matches in PWX. Phenomenal talent. Um, Leo Rush, of course, is no pushover either. Phenomenal talent as well. Super athletic and just a super freakish um, athleticism to him. That just um, it's, it's really unbear- un- unbelievable with what he does in the ring. Of course, these two have great athleticism between the two. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, Cedric Alexander drop kick Leo square in the jaw. It seemed like um, it was just a great stiff, super. Drop kick from the uh, a super drop kick, but a standing drop kick. Uh, you know, I, I I can never, I can never, not cheer for a guy that has a great drop kick. Cedric's got one. Um, AJ Styles has got one. Some of these guys have great drop kicks. I don't know why, but drop kicks are cool to me. Anyways, these two have got great counters between each other. Back and forth action. Really, really good match. Really fantastic. False finishes everywhere. But they were perfectly timed. They weren't forced. They were pretty 
natural. It came pretty natural. Uh, in the end, um, Cedric puts away Leo Rush, and that uh, means that Leo Rush is no longer undefeated on 205 Live, suffers his first defeat at the hands of Cedric Alexander. I give this match rating a B plus. You know, of course, it wasn't perfect. I wish you guys had a little more time to go, but boy, oh boy, it was a thing of a beauty. I will say that much. Um, wish these guys would get a few more minutes, showcase their talents. I would like to see another Leo Rush Cedric Alexander match. That's for sure. To end the show, a backstage promo for the challenger for the cruiserweight championship at Survivor Series. Mustafa Ali says that Survivor Series he will go to hell to win the title. Comes down to speed versus strength and anger versus heart. Now the juggernaut known as Buddy Murphy cannot stop the unstoppable, which is Mustafa Ali. Pretty decent promo. Um, I just don't like the way that it ended the show. It was a weird way to end the show with a pre-recorded promo. Nothing much in the ring, no physicality, no match standing night on, um, no run-ins. It was interesting, but um, I'm not a big fan of promos being pre-recorded backstage, being a, a way to end the show. But it is what it is. So, But overall, not a bad show for 205 Live out of a A through F grade. I give it a C plus, minus that uh, middle match with the squash match. And the opening match, which just didn't have much fluidity, fluidity, if that's even a word, flowing through it. Um, Cedric's and Leo Rush's match was fantastic. Um, some of the promos tonight were pretty good. So I get the show overall a C plus. Tell me what you guys thought about last week's episode, of course, with this new um, episode coming out on Wednesday. Guys, check that out on the network as well. Um let me know what you guys think about that. Let me know if there's something else. If there's a way you think I could entice the review of 205 Live. Um, and also give me your guys' thoughts. If you want to grade it A to F, numerical number 1 through 10. However you think the show went, let me know for sure. Guys, I will step aside for just a second. But the uh, before we do, I want to talk about the Ali versus Murphy match at Survivor Series. The fact that this uh, match was not on the pre-show blew my mind, but it was so awesome to see that. That these guys got put on the main card. Wasn't the first match, but these guys had the match of the night. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. IC champion versus US champion. That was a pretty close second. But Mustafa and Buddy Murphy stole the show like usual, at Survivor Series. 205 Live solo show. Um, Buddy Murphy retained his title at Survivor Series, but it was a fantastic match. Um, these guys had the best match on 205 Live a few months ago. Um, of course, I wish they got a little bit more time here and got to do a little bit of what they did on 205 Live, but just an amazing match. Really amazing match. The physicality and athleticism between Buddy Murphy Mixed with the speed and athleticism and determination from Mustafa Ali. Created some fantastic spots. Um, one of them being a Spanish fly off the announce table. That was pretty sick. Um, but in the end, Buddy Murphy did take home and retained the Cruiserweight Championship. So we will see here on this edition of 205 Live coming out on Wednesday the 21st tomorrow as of this recording. 
what will happen? <clears throat> excuse me. What will happen to Mustafa Ali? Who's going to be the new challenger for the Cruiserweight Championship since WWE is no longer using the number one contender word or phrase? Who's going to be the next challenger in line? Is the next challenger going to be a two uh, TLC next month? Is it going to be on a nearby edition of 205 Live? We'll have to wait and see. Tomorrow should be a cool episode. Hopefully we can see both Ali and Murphy appear. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing these guys wrestle again, but up to the general manager, up to the writers, see what we got. So um, that's my take on that, on the matches on 205 Live this past week, and as well as Survivor Series. So guys, I will give my take on our controversial topic, our mildly hot topic of the night. Why I believe 205 Live should deserve to be on network television over NXT. You guys won't want to miss this. I can't wait to hear your reactions. Give me just a second. We'll get into this, guys. 